Hello, my name is Chris Roo-Smith and I'm a Professor of International Relations at the University of Queensland and I'm joined by my good friend Amitav Acharya, who's Professor of International Relations at the American University. And we're going to be talking about the concept of international order, its viability, what it means for contemporary world politics. Um, we're going to start the conversation with a classic definition of international order that provided by Hedley Bull, which was the idea of a purposive arrangement of sovereign states. Uh, this is a conception that that is still widely used. You find it in John Eikenbury, John Mearsheimer. It's in uh, public policy calls by governments to observe the rules-based international order. Um, but Amitav, how do you react to that conception of international order? Uh, like like a lot of academics, uh, I was very attracted to the bull definition, and uh, because uh, it was a very comprehensive and very ele elegant uh, formulation of uh, international order. But as I did more research uh, into uh, world politics and also studying at different regions like Southeast Asia, I realized that uh, the, uh, the world is changing. For one thing, uh, we're not living only in the world of sovereign states. And uh, secondly, uh, there is also uh, a greater diversity in the world, more non-state actors, and uh, globalization is accelerating. So we are moving beyond the international to the world or the global. Uh, and that's when I realized that uh, we need to change that bull uh, definition. And the one other quick point is that constructivism came about uh, and uh, constructivism uh, brought in ideas and norms and rules. Uh, and uh, I felt and I believe strongly that uh, world order or international order is uh, basically about rule governed behavior, which was not uh, as much reflected in the bull definition. Amitav, I started out also like you, I think, in my early career, thinking about international order very much in, in bullion terms, but I became disenchanted with it for, for two reasons. First of all is, if you look historically, a world organised into sovereign states is a very recent thing, since really since decolonisation in the 1970s. Prior to that, the world was organised into a world of empires. And we need an international a concept of international order that can really accommodate that a transformation. The second thing is that changes in the international order, even when understood narrowly, have been the product not just of relations between sovereign states, but of wider global social forces. So even if you think that the international order, that arrangement of institutionalized arrangement of sovereign states matters as a kind of political architecture of the international system, to really understand the dynamics of that system, you have to cast your, your gaze more broadly to look at a much wider range of actors who are shaping and, and driving the evolution of the international order. But Amitav, what do you think all of this means for how we think about international order in the contemporary context and going forward with future developments? I think we should um, move away from international to global. Uh, and uh, we are living in a much wider global community of both states and non-state actors. And uh, also, um, we at the same time, we see uh, world order uh, is uh, fragmenting. It is in chaos, in conflict. Uh, so a lot of people associated world order with the liberal uh, international order. And that is obviously in decay, uh, if, not, if not ending. And non-Western uh, non actors are rising. And, uh, and the coronavirus is uh, pushing back on globalization. Uh, we may see more uh, regionalism. Uh, so I think we need to uh, adapt the bold definition to a much more 
um, you know, to the contemporary context and make sure that uh, uh, the world order we live in or glo- uh, global order we live in reflects uh, both the st- um, you know, states and non-state actors. Uh, bo- and also not just threats to sovereignty of states, but also the well-being and welfare of people, uh, the human security dimension. Uh, so, so, so I think it's still relevant, but still uh, Bull's definition is uh, kind of very narrow in the contemporary context of all politics. So I think that for me, Amitav, the really big issue is, is how is political authority organized on the globe? The, the system of sovereign states is one way of organising political authority, and it remains incredibly important, as has the architecture of liberal institutions that developed after the Second World War. But the critical question for humanity really is, how will political authority be organised going forward? And part of the, the thing to understand that is to understand how it was organised in the past and how the shadow of history is shaping grievances and conflicts in the present international order. So the critical question for me is, what is going to transform? How will authority as legitimate power be configured and reconfigured? And what role can states like Australia, for example, but also its allies like the United States, but also key states like China, what role will they play in reshaping the international order to ensure that how political authority is organised is legitimate and seen as legitimate by the the widest constituency in global society? Well, my I agree with you. I think the key thing is that uh, we are living in a world of complexity, and um, you know, um, the number of actors, the number of issues, the transnational ch- challenges like uh, the coronavirus, for example, these are going to define the new uh, world. I call it a multiplex world because I don't believe in polarity and great power dominance shaping world order. Uh, so, in that sense, we have to uh, adapt to complexity. And uh, we have to think of a global order that that captures the complexity of the world that we live in today. 